for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Good afternoon, everyone, or whatever time it is that you might be listening to this. Today, I am going to do a show on sexual fantasies, and sexual dreams. And the reason for that is I recently was having some conversations with people and they were talking about, you know, some of their different fantasies. And I have, I think, four or five different books on dreams, specifically three that are about erotic dreams being interpreted. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take those little puppies off the shelf and I'm going to share some of the specifics coming from these experts who have written them. So I don't know, I'm just going to name some of these books right now. I don't know if you'll be able to find them. One of them I got, it was like 99 cents at this store like years and years ago. And it's called A Thousand and One Erotic Dreams Interpreted. And the author is Graham Matthews. M-A-S-T-E-R-T-O-N. So that's one book I'm going to be um, discussing with you. The other is called Sensual Dreaming, How to Understand and Interpret the Erotic Control, Erotic Control, oops, Erotic Content of Your Dreams. And by the way, some people may think they are being controlled by their dreams, but typically, no, you're not. And I'm going to give you an explanation as to what the real difference is between the fantasies and the dreams. And then I also had another dream encyclopedia, but it went too much into things with Freud and latent dreams. And bottom line is, a lot of Freud stuff was developed for within his time. Because here, when it comes to things in the area of talking about fantasies and sexual dreams, very rarely did people have any permission to talk about it because of all as on safe to talk period so hold everything in oh dear you know there's something you know wrong with me I'm you know must be damaged well in all actuality no not at all let's be upfront here sexual dreams and fantasies are actually both very safe forms of sex. They are not necessarily things you are going to act on. And some of them, and I'm going to touch on this, some of them may be highly erotic for you, and some of them may be disturbing because of the content of it. If 
you know, you are having sex with a sibling or sex with a parent or sex with a person in, you know, that you work with that you never would do anything with. And it's kind of like, yikes, how in heaven's name did that ever happen? Don't worry, we'll go over that. But really, what it boils down to is you, your brain is so powerful. And if any of you have done any forms of meditation, you know that. Yet, the big thing that people often don't do is they don't keep a running, like a little diary, something where they write down even the wildest, craziest little details, any little detail, whether it is the color of something, what the light is hitting it, because once you start looking at what your dreams are like, and particularly dreams that have a sexual or sensual component to it, it's really quite easy to tease apart what's actually going on. Because even though you're, you know, the the core area of your brain may not be interpreting things, your subconscious is having a uh, kick up its heels, yippee time back there all by itself. And that is what is coming out when you are dreaming. And it's also with fantasies. Fantasies can be a great introduction for many people to an area they might like to explore. I had on a guest who was talking about the um, her involvement into kinky. And when Jean said, and her description for people was, if you are reading um, erotica, which erotica tends to be more focused on sex, if you are reading something that has a particular theme to it that is that you yourself haven't done, exploring that, because that's what happened for her. So here's what I'm going to ask you to look at. When you are talking about a fantasy, really the motivation behind a fantasy, whether you are male or female, you know, interested in women, interested in men, Regardless, it is how do you want to feel? That's what a fantasy brings up. That is what fetish play will bring up. And fetish and fantasy are not the same thing. A fetish is a focus on enjoying a particular activity with an inanimate object. So the turn-on would be the leather, the turn-on would be the scarf, the turn-on would be the shoe, not the person. In dreaming... When you're looking at this and interpreting it, what I would suggest that you do is look at how do you feel about it? How do, does it make you feel good? Did it make you feel nervous? Did it make you feel um, uh, highly desirable? And I'm just going to look here. This is sensual dreaming, how to understand and interpret the erotic content of your dreams, and that's Dr. Gail Delaney, D-E-L-A-N-E-Y. And there's, you know, different categories of dreams, you know, that, that people can have. And one area that she speaks of, and I'll just jump into this one right now, women's unpleasant sexual dreams. And she talks about, you know, that, you know, if women love dreaming about sex in beautiful environments with men, you know the difference between abduction and seduction, who take their time and exquisitely tuned into the woman on both emotional and physical levels. Well, what happens if there's things that, you know, women don't want to be dreaming about? Let's say there's um, violence and threats 
And here, and given all of our things about vampires these days, I thought this one was rather uh, apropos for the time. And the there was a woman who said, there was a cold, terrible vampire in the room. He grabbed me and wanted to drink from the vein in my neck. It was erotic, but I was terrified. I was paralyzed with fear, but a part of me did not want to move. It was as if I were under coming under his spell. I awoke cold and trembling. Now, shall we back up and look at what's going on here? This is this is a control dream, but it is also there was an element of the erotic for her. So I would ask this person, what did you just recently read? What did you what have you been looking at? Were you watching Edward? Were you watching, you know, Cold Blood? What what were you looking at that would have... And a lot of the vampire shows have the uncontrolled uh, sexuality and uncontrolled um, urges. And that's also what dreams and fantasies do. So anyone who studied anything... By the way, I have a vampire cookbook. So I, you know, it was really quite fun. And I did a vampire dinner party one time. Great fun to do, by the way. So you can you can set the middle of the table like with a little coffin and put some moss in it. My twin sister and I did that. It was lots of fun. Anyway, the the vampire one is really about control. And I would ask her what type of relationships has she had before. Now let's say you're having sex with undesirable partners. These books are replete with those. So it could be the unpleasant, you know, former husband or old boyfriend or having sex with a man or a woman whom you do not find attractive in the least. And here's one that I thought, this is really quite funny. I was having sexual intercourse with the singer Prince. It was disgusting. I don't like him at all. Okay, so here we go. What do you want to bet that this person had been around someone who thought the Prince was amazing, and her download was not a chance fans, but meanwhile, what shows up is the conversation that someone said that they found him you know, tremendously sexually appealing, and her way of her brain putting it together and the senses is not happening, never, so it shows up as that dream. And then the other is a, you know, woman talking about ex-husband and I are in bed. We're having sex and it was awful. All the old feelings of resentment and obligation were there again. What do you want to bet this person had just had a recent conversation with the ex and that just brought all of the stuff back up again. Because when we're dreaming, and as my understanding is, it's like between 2 and 4 in the morning. If that's when you find that you're waking up, that's kind of like your teaching time. So if you, one of the things you can do that really will help you look at these things, keep a diary of what your fantasies are and what your dreams are. And if you want them to be you know, completely confidential, do them in code. You know, no one needs to know what your diary is. And good God, do not post them on Facebook or put them on social media. I mean, how quickly would you like to have, you know, these are really personal, introspective things to look at to understand you. So there was another one where it talks about um, her husband and he kept anally penetrating her. And she was like, this was embarrassing. And she was angry. And she told him she was with you know, her husband, but a finger can mean that it's not satisfying. It's that just stop poking me, which really it is. And 
<laughs> this person saying, you know, it's my husband, we're having sex in a dorm. Okay, maybe that was a good time at one point in your life. When we come back, we're going to our first break here. I'm going to be talking more about the sexual dreams, and I'm going to talk about what women can learn from their sexual dreams, and I'm going to talk about some of the more pleasant sexual dreams that women have reported. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Bee Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be by Design, How I Be is Up to Me. Post lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time right here. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on DoggyNet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sexual Dreams Part 2. Before the break, I said that I would be talking about some of the favorite sexual dreams or types and categories of sexual dreams that women have. And one of them, which would make sense, I would think, for the majority of people, is a former lover who they really, you know, things ended, but it, you know, the person may have been the greatest love or the greatest lover of someone's life. So, you know, the chance encounter with the old boyfriend, the romantic dinner catching up and then carried off to bed, the, you know, reunion with the former highly intelligent, former, you know, the very virile lover, but, you know, nothing sexual happens. 
or the encounter with two or three men that will make, you know, two of them could have been former lovers and they just, they together take their turns satisfying her in a way they never could have in the real world. Also, they probably would not necessarily have done things together. Romance, having a good romantic dream where, and part of some of these comments is coming from a professor of sociology at the University of California at Santa Cruz, and he collected, his name was Bill Dumhoff, and he collected questionnaires on the sexual dreams of 273 students. And they were undergraduates from 20 to 30 years old, and so they were, you know, younger than the majority of the clients that Gail Delaney had been um, working with. But the, they also look for um, specific acts. And that's something that you're also going to find in fantasies. People looking for the one thing that would be the real turn on. And here's the big thing about fantasies. You may think you're going to want to try something. Mm, you may want to, before you actually do it, you may want to really go over it the details point by point in your brain before you try it out. And I I think this goes without saying, but if, for example, you have a dream where, you know, an unexpected dream where you are in bed with someone who you would not be in bed with, like someone at work, and you walk in the next day and you go, oh my God, they must know, they can read my mind. No, no, no. But don't tell anyone or a partner because, you know, there isn't anything. Truly, you don't have a lot of control over your dreams. What your unconscious and subconscious are doing is they're unloading information in a way at a time that allows kind of like a pressure valve to let things come off. So when you're looking at the, the fantasies of the specific acts, make sure that, because I've had people say, you know, get a couple of bottles of wine and let's see whether or not having, you know, uh, a threesome or a foursome or something would be something I'd want to do. Unless you've really looked at it and are clear about how you will feel afterwards, most people when they are swinging or who are in open relationships, alcohol and drugs are not involved. So there is no dulling of the senses and there is no, um, oh, it was the three martinis that made me do it. <laughs> Which, oh, by the way, I just happened to have a... Um, early lunch meeting today with some friends of mine. And here in Los Angeles, there is a club called The Club. It is a restaurant called The Abbey. And it is in uh, West Hollywood. It's in Boys Town area. And it is literally, if you want to have some great scenery of male bodies table dancing, that's where you go. Anyway, this the one person was saying that They were on the dance floor, and he said, you're literally, like, right beside one another. You are so close. And he said, all of a sudden, out of the blue, this incredibly gorgeous man just grabs him and starts kissing him. And and, and I asked, I said, "Um, had you been formally introduced at this point? He said, absolutely not, but I did find out afterwards his name was Luis. But the thing about that is that that's something that was fun and spontaneous and like a, a fantasy thing to do. Yet, there were others who were with him. They were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's happening. But for him, it was fun. And it was just sort of like, you know, just go with, you know, the motion of the entire feel of 
the, the event that you were at. So let's go back to, for, for women, having some of their favoritest dreams, sexual dreams, are the sensitive, tuned-in lovers. Now, I have to tell you, in the book, the Graham Masterton book, the 1001 Erotic Dreams Interpreted, there are some highly, highly um, tuned in and sensitive lovers for these women. I, I'm, it's a, like a little too hard to read some of these because they're like very long, but they are the, and the reason that these things are re- recalled in such tremendous detail it's because of how impactful they were on the person. Now, if someone is, for example, sending in a fantasy to a magazine and saying this happened to me and that happened to me, Chip Rowe is a gentleman who worked at, at, at Playboy, and he was handling the, uh, one of the main columns, and he said, I know for a fact when someone is trying to write to me, about their fantasy, and it wasn't really something that actually happened. Because he said, in the fantasies, he said, they go into such tremendous details. He said, you know, down to the point of what, you know, the, you know those little socks that the girls wear in the fantasies with, like the little Mary Janes or the little shoes, and they've got the little, sort of like little doilies around their ankles. He said, if they start going into that level of detail, he said, I know they didn't really have it happen. I know that this is their fantasy, because that's another, that's a visual cue turn on. So the sensitive, tuned-in lover, men or partners who take the initiative. And there was one where there's, this girl is talking about, there was this guy I was desperately in love with and very sexually attracted to. I found him in a garage. I pulled down his pants slowly and brought him nearly to climax with oral sex. Then we had wild intercourse on a desk in the garage until we were both ecstatic. Uh, and then here's another one with taking the initiative. I went to a place with my mother and her best friend where we had intercourse with male prostitutes, one after the other. I was lost, and before my turn came, I was in a corridor from which I could not could hear but not see. This was the most exciting part. I felt that my orgasms would be extremely intense since the men were professionals and since I was excited and in a brothel with my mom. Okay? Um, again, thank goodness that these are dreams. I doubt there's many people who would be doing that type of thing. Another type of man that women want, aside from men, is the, the forceful man or the man who finds them so highly, highly desirable that he, you know, he is just, you know, he cannot stay away from her, okay? And the, the partner who takes plenty of time, whether it is a, a woman or whether it is a man. And then here's a real favorite for many people, the famous or the celeb partner, thinking that, you know, you were going to pull in. There's one where a woman was talking about being with Paul Newman and how, you know, in this book, this book was published a while ago, uh, Warren Beatty, Richard Gere, Nick Nolte, Robert Redford, Placido Domingo, Denzel Washington, or Tom Cruise. Others only very rarely. For some, you know, some women dream all the time about those. And yet, for others, they very rarely dream of their, you know, favorite romantic male hero. And again, the only time you're going to remember this or you're going to go back and be able to compare things for yourself is if you do keep a journal, okay? 
So remember, when you're having these dreams, remember the stuff that you've just recently gone through. Did you read or see, you know, uh, a show where they're talking about women being with women or Anna Paquin talking with Larry King and him saying, so, you know, what's this about your bisexuality? And she said, it isn't something, you know, that gets turned off and on. She said, it's just an is. She said, if your wife were to die, would you automatically no longer be heterosexual? Love that response, by the way. So it's the, you may then have a dream about being women with women. And one of the things that Delaney talks about, Kinsey, when he was doing his review of heterosexual and homosexual men, saying who they had been with, whether they you know, were with uh, women or with men. And what he found is that a lot of the, both hetero and straight and gay, women and men, had you know, kind of equal number of dreams. However, in her, when she has had people uh, relate their accounts of dreams, very, very few accounts of men who identify as being heterosexual having homosexual dreams. And that may very well be because they don't want to be reporting it because it could mean, oh my God, you know, I'm secretly gay. No, that just happens to be what a dream is. And But there was also, she said that the majority of women who, when they are having their types of um, orgasms, nocturnal orgasms for women, that 40% of the women have had a nocturnal orgasm. And then, now here's the frustrating part about this. Wet dreams, as you may know, occur for men, young men, when they um, are starting to mature sexually. And what happens is Mother Nature is producing the the sexual you know organs and getting the sperm and everything to mature. And if it doesn't get rid of it in a normal way, either through ejaculation, Mother Nature will get rid of it by and via a nocturnal emission. And But the issue for both women and men is that at the moment, often, when they are having the orgasm is sadly when they wake up. And then it's kind of like this, no, 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 go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. And all of the highly, highly erotic part of the sensation and the dream um, evaporates at the moment of orgasm. Now, when we come back, I'm going to go through the Dream Power book by Cynthia Richmond and do some comparisons of what she talked about with fantasies. Please stay with me, and we're going to talk about more erotic dream interpretations. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. 
Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the ripe age of five. She was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a bachelor in nursing and master's of business administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And in this segment, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about first men's sexual dreams and some of the things that are most desirable for them in sexual dreams that they've reported having. And interestingly enough, many of the things that they have as their sexual dreams are the things that are the fa- drive the fantasies that many men have. For example, favorite sexual dreams, eager, available women. No kidding. That is something that if, if there's one question that the majority of us in the area of sexuality get asked is, how can I get her to be more interested? <laughs> well, I usually reply, the way to have her be more interested in you is for you to be more interesting. How's that? Hmm? <laughs> then they go like this, what? What does that mean? Well, the bottom line is, if you are giving someone attention, that is magnetic. And the other thing is, one gentleman says, I've never had the same sexual dream twice. My unconscious likes to play the field, I guess. My favorite kind of dream is when something startling happens, such as a woman coming on to me unexpectedly in a public place. Then we have the sex in public section, which is for many men, that is when I have asked them, describe for me a fantasy 
of what you would like to do with your partner. For some men, it is literally like being, this one man described it, being at the end of a hallway, and he said, I'm seated, and she is seated facing me, but I'm holding her skirt up a little bit so that people can see me entering in and out of her body from down the hallway as they're walking towards us, but they can't really see our faces. So that was part of his you know, sex in public voyeuristic uh, fantasy. And uh, then there's the romance segment. Men, you know, here's the thing. Let's be honest. I mean, everyone likes to know that someone finds them desirable. And here's, I'll, I'll read you an example of one. I meet a special woman. We are mutually attracted to each other. There's lots of kissing, cuddling, and sexual energy. Sometimes when I have this dream, we have sex. Sometimes we don't. But the special feeling is so warm, sweet, beautiful, and loving. It's almost spiritual. Now, notice that he doesn't give this person a name. He just says a special person. Another thing that are some of the favorite sexual dreams for men, kissing. And you know, there's the thing. You know, people tend to think that kissing is only the thing that's going to be great for women. Couldn't be further from the truth. That is your first way of how you interpret and connect with the world as a baby. So, as I say, why would you not have that same desire to explore your partner's body with your mouth? Then here we have um, an additional uh, type of dream fantasy, pardon me, dream, sexual dream that men like former lovers, famous and unknown lovers. Another type is being seduced by an older woman in a good way. The older women in these men's dreams are not coercive or even pushy. They are seductive, they may take the initiative, and they are very skilled and erotically motivated. While women often tell of dreaming of being gently and pleasurably pleasurably coerced into sex by a forceful, bracket, not a violent man, I have yet to hear a man tell of a dream of being coerced even gently into sex by a forceful woman. So this is something of the, you know, she knows what she wants. And I will tell you now in the dating world that women who are older and have their own money are considered highly desirable by some men because these are women who know what they want. They're not going to be saying, listen, um, I'm 30 years old, I want to have a child. They're not going to be saying, you need to be supporting me and I need money. They know what they want, they know what they like, and they can take care of themselves. And for, for a number of men, that is highly desirable. So the seduced by the older woman does, is not a shock. And then we have the erotic sensuality of just someone who they may or may not. And, and what struck Dumhoff this is the um, individual from Santa Cruz who did this survey, is that these um, generation of young men may be more interested in foreplay and sensuality than their fathers. And here's one of the examples of it. I'm making love with my girlfriend, and we, are, we were very excited, all hot and sweaty. My penis was huge inside her. I could feel all of the inside of her vagina. As I glided in and out of her, I found one area that she really liked. I caressed it softly with my penis for what seemed like hours. She was just going crazy. At one point, she began squeezing, squeezing her vaginal muscles and thighs. Things started getting very intense. 
And the wet dreams, some of the men, uh, their their favorites were, you know, here's a student talking about a fairy tale dream. The most beautiful woman, a princess, is lying on a huge bed in a castle. I see her naked body lying there, and I climax just looking at her. Um, another gentleman, another young student said, oh, no, this is a gentleman uh, in his 50s, had the following wet dream after having enjoyed making love to his wife. That I was with a woman in a wet T-shirt. Her nipples were wonderful. Whoosh, I had an orgasm. Now, here's the thing about orgasms. Having an orgasm does not necessarily mean there has to be ejaculation, okay? Because, as the expression goes, if the tanks are dry, the tanks are dry, period. But interesting for many men that their fantasy is the eager, available woman. Their fantasy is sex in public. Their fantasy is the former lover, famous unknown lovers, the erotic sensuality, the older woman who knows what she's doing. And so this is almost like a matchup of, in the dreams, of what the fantasies are for men in, you know, in, in their own way when they might be masturbating or if they're looking at something. I'd be curious to know, as a study, whether or not we actually are, men are now becoming so programmed by the images of porn that they, because really what porn is, is someone else's fantasy, okay? It is what someone else wants to masturbate to, period. So you are literally self-pleasuring to someone else's fantasy. And that's what I tell people. If that, now, if you like that, that's okay. But do you, and do you have your own ability to create fantasy? That's what I would ask someone. Because your brain is an absolute powerhouse. Use it. So this is, I'm just going to do a quick little segment here on some of the things that um, men said that were unpleasant sexual dreams. And my ex-wife having sex with somebody, I suddenly find myself naked in public. I am naked, but the woman is clothed. I am ready, but she is very elusive and disappears. I'm having sex with a woman. We are getting along well. Then she changes before my eyes into a man or an animal. And I did have one year in, um, and I'll read it for you, a woman who had a complete change of um, who this person was or, or what this person was. And I'll read that to you right after I finish this segment here. And as you would expect, some of the dreams emphasize the emotional content over the actual physical action. So this a man says, being abandoned or humiliated when I become sexually intimate with a woman. Another was, I often dream of being with a woman sexually but wanting to get out of the situation. The trouble is that I can't do it because I'm afraid of hurting my partner's feelings or of embarrassing myself. And uh, another one would be finding that the woman I desire is always out of reach or unavailable in some way or another. Of course, and this would make sense, unappealing partners, interruptions and cheating, and then domination. Someone who this is not appealing for someone, but someone wants to try and tell them what they have to do. And it, it is not, you know, like you have to give me oral sex on demand. And it isn't something that they are interested in. So just to go back and read, this is a woman. This is from the uh, Dream Power book by Cynthia Richmond. And she's the columnist for the LA Times and In Your Dreams. And remember I talked about things that will shift and change? 
I am in bed having sex, but as we both climaxed, I opened my eyes, and to my horror, my partner was a camel. I was so disgusted that I woke up and felt nauseous. Now, <laughs> as she writes here, she says, okay, before you get grossed out, let's take the dream apart and look at what is a camel symbolically. It is an animal that can go through the desert without water and is incredibly stable and it has an, an ability to just be, you know, to survive. It also can carry a lot of uh, equipment going wherever it needs to go, so it has a durability. So, again, when I tell you, keep a diary or just write down something. You could see something that is a green jujube. Write it down. You don't know what or where that little green jujube may have come from. And the meaning of the dream of this sex with the camel could be something as simple as, you know, this is a person who someone said to her, you know what, you are a real survivor and you are able to be out in nature a lot. That's, that's very impressive. Now, admittedly, camels could have bad breath, so she may have been around someone who had bad breath. But this is what Cynthia Richmond suggests to you. If you have a sexual dream, ask yourself the following question. Is my dream a purely physical release? Who is merging or combining in the dream? How would I describe the individual I'm having sex with? And would I benefit by taking on their traits? You know, would you benefit by being more, you know, having that ability of being a survivor and being self-sufficient? And what is my feeling about the dream? And I said that from the very top of the show. In fantasy, it's how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel desired? Do you want to feel like you can, you know, do amazing things? And in dreams, how did you feel? We will be back after this final break, and I will continue talking about sexual dreams and fantasies. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central, 
Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And for those of you who would potentially like to incubate a sexual dream, I can give you some little step-by-step instructions on how to do that. And that comes from Dr. Gail Delaney in her book, Sensual Dreaming, How to Understand and Interpret the Erotic Content of Your Dreams. So, you know, and again, for many people, if you've gone to bed with a problem, you know, that you're trying to solve and you wake in the morning having had a dream or a topic or something and you go, oh, and the actual solution, or when you're standing in the shower, it's like, boom, there's the answer. This is the type of thing that you can do to incubate your own type of dream. So choose a night when you're not too tired or you're not under the influence of something, okay? And after you write down, you know, what your day is like, write a few lines on what you would like your dreams to deal with. You know, she says here, churn up your feelings, list the different aspects of your problem or issue. Clarify your question and make it as specific as you like. This is called your incubation discussion, and you might want to write ID in the margin beside it in your journal. Next, write out in big letters a one-line question or request such as, how do I really feel about myself as a sexual partner? Or, I'd like a dream that will inspire me to improve my sexual self-image, whatever that may be. And she's calling that your incubation phrase. Now, turn out the light and repeat your incubation phrase to yourself over and over as you fall asleep. So you would repeat, how do I really feel about myself as a sexual partner? How do I really feel about myself as a sexual partner? Now, if any of you have read any of the work with Jerry and Esther Hicks and the book, Ask and It Is Given, you will know that once you start doing something for 13 seconds, it basically creates the universe paying attention. And after 68 seconds of doing it, the universe is starting to deliver already, whether you call that law of attraction or whether you call that, you know, uh, the ability to create, you know, quantum energetics. That is how quickly, if you are very focused, you can start drawing things into you. 
So again, you've turned out the light. Repeat your incubation phrase to yourself as you fall asleep. Feel the desire to learn something new, okay? Perhaps it's surprising or, or threatening, but helpful. But make sure you have yourself open because if you feel like you're going to be fearful of it, you're not going to be able, your brain's already going to go, I guess, put the brakes on, and it will not come in. So each time your mind wanders, repeat the phrase again until you fall asleep. When you awake in the middle of the night or in the morning, write down whatever is on your mind. You may recall a full dream, it may be a little segment, a title of a song, or the direct answer to your question. If you first awake in the middle of the night without any response in mind, as you fall asleep again, re-incubate your question by repeating it gently over and over. This will greatly increase your chances of success in the morning. Now, here's the other thing. Um, For those of you who are aware, you know that the moment that you turn on a light in the middle of the night, you basically have completely interrupted your sleep cycle. So have a large pad of paper beside your bed or on the nightstand so that when you awaken, you can just um, reach down and, you know, it's going to look like a little, you know, hand scratchy to put it mildly, but you'll at least get it down. And here's the other thing. When you write something down, your brain then literally interprets it as it's been taken care of, which is the reason why if you are someone who needs to get a lot of things done during the day, if you have so many things interrupting your brain, like let's say you've got a job, you've got kids, you've got this going on, if you're wanting to focus on something like this, write it down and put it on a piece of paper in a place where it will be safe. And the reason you do that is that when it's on that piece of paper, your brain then interprets it as being taken care of. So you already have done part of it, okay? So, I mean, the one thing I can, you know, I'll I'll go back. I talked about the incubating, the dream. Good, got that. Here is another one, um, sex with the coworker. I am a happily married man. Why do I dream of having sex with the woman I work with? I kind of feel guilty about this, but I truly have no desire to actually act on it. That is a very common thing. Like you may think you're lying in bed and it's like, oh my God, I'm with this other person who you may find attractive, but you would never do anything like that. And this is the response from Cynthia Richmond. I would wager that most working people have dreamed of sex with a coworker at some time, Um, even the happily married ones. Sex in a dream may not have anything to do with the sexual desire at all. We reproduce quasi-familial relationships in the workplace. So a woman's boss or colleague may be the surrogate husband, or a male's coworker or boss could be his surrogate wife in the sense of sharing responsibilities, being accountable to one another, and so on. So when we dream of sex with a coworker, we may be symbolically envisioning a merging of skills or talents and abilities. We may see the right partner for a particular project or account by seeing the two of us hooked up in a dream. There, that takes a little bit of heat off of it, doesn't it? One word of advice, though. It's probably best not to mention these dreams to either your spouse or the person you are dreaming about, unless they really understand the dream interpretation process. Hurt feelings and misunderstandings could result. These are perfectly normal dreams and are no reflection of 
this man's feelings for his wife or his marriage, okay? So when we're looking at, you know, that we have another young woman who is, um, you know, recently having very sensual dreams about my boyfriend. In my dreams, he is dressed like a biker. We have sex outdoors late at night. I can feel every movement of his body, and I can hear the loud pounding of his heart as we make love. What is bothering me is that in real life, I am 21 and still a virgin. Well, there are a number of different sort of, how could we put this, symbolic little tropes in here that kind of like jump out. The biker. Okay. This is obviously the good girl. Okay. And the biker guy is not considered necessarily the good boy. He's He's got the bad boy thing going on. And it may be that this is representative that she wants to break out of her virginal, you know, good girl image. And yet, you know, there are, you know, a number of women who are 21, 22, early 20s, and still virgins. And they should not be made to feel that they've got to go out and do something before they're emotionally ready or personally or spiritually ready. It's up to her and her body to make that decision, which is why something like fantasies and sexual dreaming can be a release for that. It can be something, you know, I mean, this is the comment that Cynthia Richmond makes about this. Dream sex is certainly safe sex, and it can provide a safe place for sex and fantasy, and it can be a very private place to explore. So, you know, the important thing for this young woman is that she, you know, knew what was important for her. And she, um, uh, Cynthia Richmond's talking about that uh, she had interviewed a man the day he was released from prison, and he said that his dreams were nearly all related to sex and family, the two things he did not have access to while he was incarcerated. Makes sense, doesn't it? So let me go back to Gail Delaney here, and I'm going to talk to you on this is a what your dreams can tell you about your sexual relationships. So if you had a dream that your new lover was smothering you to death with a plastic bag the first night you made love, you might wonder if you would miss something important about that person, right? You might go, hmm. And, you know, or a woman who, you know, who told this person her dream on television said that she canceled her wedding because of it, even though the invitations had been sent out. And she said that she that her dream had been so so um you know uh dramatic she she had been in in her dream she was at the church altar in front of all of the guests and noticed that everyone seemed to be following with their eyes something moving about on the floor finally she looked and she saw her groom's head on the writhing body of a snake she understood the dream not as an expression of fear of a penis as some dogmatic Freudians might, but as a rude awakening to her that she was about to marry a snake in the grass. She later discovered things about her almost husband that would have torpedoed the marriage. Interesting, huh? So she, you know, she took and paid attention to it. People, your dreams and your fantasies are ways that they can be an intuitive instruction. It can be your subconscious and your unconscious blending together what you're very happy when you're in a vertical position, the cortex and the rational part of your brain won't or has not paid attention to. 
So if you do, and, you know, I looked online and I looked at some of the things where they said, you know, the the dream interpretation. Um, Some of them, uh, to me, when I looked at them, I just straight up, someone saying, oh, well, if you see this, they're very simplified. They don't go into as much interpretation as you may want from someone who really gets dreams, who really gets fantasy. But I will tell you, dreams, sexual dreams and sexual fantasy is one of the more private areas of people's sex life. It's, you know, the thing that they often masturbate to. And for many people, that is even more private than sharing their body with intercourse or oral or anything else that they might be doing. So I hope you have enjoyed this segment of Sex Talk with Lou about sexual fantasies and sexual dreams. And I will have the books posted on the TogiNet thing, but it's Sensual Dreaming by Dr. Gail Delaney, Dream Power by Cynthia Richmond, A Thousand and One Erotic Dreams Interpreted by Graham Masterton. And I'm going to write something for one of my girlfriend's sites on these fun little interpretations. Thank you so much for being with me. And until next time, good dreaming and good sex. (laughs) Bye for now. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. 